Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I am good. We have so much to get into today. We are predicting every NFL Week 4 matchup alongside with going through every top 25 college football game and giving our best picks there as well. But first, the NBA preseason starts on Friday, so we're going to rank every Western Conference team going into this next season. So, Coop, we're going to start at 15, work our way down, and probably get in a couple arguments along along the way. way. Absolutely. Give me your worst Western Conference team going into next season. I got the San Antonio Spurs. I'm sorry, Popovich. Um, this, This team on paper is arguably one of the worst, I think, in Spurs franchise. Um Yaka Pertle's fine, but he's not going to pick up the scoring from DeJounte Murray. Kelton Johnson's good, and I'm glad he got signed or re-signed or whatever, but I'd still, like I said, I don't know where their scoring comes from because, like, you have the rookie and Malachi Branham. You have Josh Primo, who's super young, and you have Jeremy Sohan, who's super young. Are those guys going to be able to produce 20 points per game? No. Becky Hammond's not walking through that door. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, shout out to her for winning. The yeah, WNBA for winning the title. WNBA. Uh, I wasn't watching it, but shout out to her. I wasn't either. <laughs> okay. um, but like, ah, just, this team is not very good, and I think that there's a team right above them that's probably going to beat them out for wins this year. And they're going for your boy Victor Wavanyama more than anybody else. So I got the Spurs at 15. Who you got? It put me with great pleasure. To write my number fifteen. I think you did down. it just intentionally. No, I didn't. I, I think gave you it did. no thought, and I was like, I'm, I don't even have to look at the other fifteen teams. I know this team's going to be last in the Western Conference, and that team had the greatest off season. They according damn to straight my did. That's why they're not fifteen. Many people agree with you, man. That's that's, that's why you're a co-host here. You you have valid valid points, man. <laughs> but they did not have the best off season because they're going to be the worst. Western Conference team in the league. That team is the Utah Jazz. The Go Bear trade, I mean, they got an absolute haul and more there. We've documented that. Yeah. The the four first round picks, five if you want to include Walker Kessler, the the um giant that will never have a long career in no. this league, in my opinion. But the Donovan Mitchell trade is where we disagree. You love Colin Sexton. I like him. He he's an all right player. I just feel like Danny Ainge sold on that Donovan Mitchell trade. I don't think he got what he could have, and I feel like he got desperate and did it out of spite to the New York Knicks. Because the Knicks, I would have taken that R.J. Barrett offer, even if they didn't include Quentin Grimes, because they were going to include various other young assets and players in there, like Obi Toppin. I would have taken the Knicks offer above the Cavs offer, um, without a doubt. And this, I think the Utah Jazz, like like we uh, documented earlier, if they were playing in my driveway, I would not... I'd shut the blinds. I'm hooping with them. I still stand by that. I'd go out there and play their center position because they need one. Dude, I can't wait for you to come over and we can tune into the Jazz. Oh, I'm so pumped. It's <laughs> serious, bro. I'm dead ass. Bro, my boy Mike Conley's still on that team, so I still got to rep him. moved. I he think will. he's going to get moved. And that's, and that's why they're my number 14. I'm just going to go right into it. Okay. I'm going to go right 14. into it. They're my 14th. I know I was giving you crap for having them at 15. They are my 14th team solely on the fact that, despite the fact that I think Mike Conley will get moved, the – Jordan Clarkson will get moved. I even think a guy like Malik Beasley might be moved. I don't see Kelly Olenek staying on this team or Rudy Gobert. So despite all those things, I'm just going based off of what's on paper right now. Um, I think a starting lineup of Mike Conley, Colin Sexton, Laurie Markin, and Jared Vanderbilt and Kelly Olenek winning more games than the starting lineup for the Spurs. That's solely why I have them at 14. 
And I understand that we I just both, trust Pop more. I think Popovich I, I can carry them to that 14 seed. <laughs> That's where I have the Spurs. Is that where you have the Spurs? <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're literally Dude, no different on the 15 and 14. This is why I'm It looked, really I'm, has, I'm matters feeling, nothing. <laughs> I'm feeling eerie as hell. You and I have the same 14 and 15. We're making arguments out of nothing, man. I can't wait to get to the top 10. Lord knows what the play-in oh, has in store. Yeah, yeah, Lord knows. But uh, no, I just – even with the Jazz – Possibly and probably moving on from Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, and I'll half of this team because they have 45 guys on this basketball team right now that will be cut eventually because you can only go into the season with 15 and then two two ways. Um, I, I still think this team's going to score more points. I just don't see where the Spurs are scoring points from. Like, Kelton Johnson is not going to all of a sudden be a 40-point-per-game scorer. Is like, De- Devin Vassell still there? He's still there. He's not going to be a 40-point-per-game scorer. <laughs> They're going to literally need somebody to score 40 points for them to even get to 100. Like, that team's going to be pitiful. I, I would rather watch the Jazz than the Spurs. That's why I put them at 14. Did you um, – how big are you on Jakob Pertl? I hate Jakob Pertl. I was really arguing I'm with I'm so glad today. we view him the same way because – all these advanced stat guys, I have no problem with guys that like stats. They're yeah. incredibly useful in context. But when I watch John Morant put his ball Yikes. sack in Yaka Pertl's face and, and score 51 on so-called the best paint defender yeah. outside of Rudy Gobert in this league, I just have no respect for him. Yeah. He's no. been on a losing team. And all those stats, I mean, it's like Colin Sexton to me scoring 25 for that rack Cleveland Cavalier team a couple years back. That's just my opinion. Just wait. Colin Sexton's going to do it again on another rack team. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can score, dog. He can score 45. I still wish he could have come in with the sixth man for the Grizzlies, but that's beside the point. I like that. Um, I'd like Jordan Clarkson better, though. We, we can do you want to argue Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton? Because I'm willing to go there. One's younger. One's going to play better defense. One's coming off a major injury. All right. That's valid. I'd still take Colin Sexton coming off that injury. I wouldn't. I like J.C. Size, size more. Jamal Crawford. two inches taller. <laughs> two inches that, that uh, Colin Sexton doesn't have. Also, Jordan Clarkson, does not. he's not a playmaker by any means, but he's capable of having that X and A button on his controller. Colin Sexton doesn't have it. George, JC I can get you three assists no, a game. No, no, no. Colin Sexton gives you point I'm doing two. this right now. I'm doing this all, uh, while we're up. while we're recording. I'm gonna see who averaged more assists in their past year. Obviously, I'm gonna go to Colin Sexton's year before because he got injured last year. But we're gonna Type do this right here, right now. I can talk about Jordan Clarkson all day. He was a big part of that Utah uh, number one seed a couple years back. Yeah, and so opinion. I'm gonna take his six man because I'm gonna go a year ahead because Colin Sexton got hurt last year. So we're not gonna use last year's the year that Jordan Clarkson was ass cheeks. We're going to go right here. All right. 4.4 a game for Colin Sexton. The year that he was awesome. Let's go to Jordan Clarkson. Colin Sexton averaged 4 assists. 4.4. And you can I suck may, it because Jordan I Clarkson probably averaged 1.4. On you got me nervous. Four assists for Colin Sexton. I no told shot. you he can actually pass the ball. All right. And this is sixth man of the year for Jordan Clarkson. Go to any year. His highest any year. Since His we, highest any year? Yeah. You were 3.3. <laughs> You're welcome. Case closed. I'd rather have Colin Sexton. I'd any place more have defense. Jordan Clarkson. All right. We can agree to disagree there, but uh, Colin Sexton does pass the ball. Okay, but, uh, but Colin Sexton next to John Morant. I never got everyone's infatuation with that next to John. I didn't see. And Tyus on top of that. I was more just wanting him to be somebody that I knew could come off the bench and put up 20 points. 
That's what I was wanting. Because like Jordan Clarkson has been capable of doing. Yes, that too. but I I would just prefer. And with DeAnthony Colin Melton Sexton. and Kyle gone, we have wing depth. Yes, and I get that, and I hear what you're saying, and I'm like not arguing that Jordan Clarkson would fit on the Grizzlies. I'm saying I like the Colin Sexton fit more because he's younger, and I think he would fit in with okay. the culture and the youth movement that we have going in Memphis. We'll save it for the Grizz. But like I said, I just want I just want y'all all to be here to hear that Colin Sexton averaged more assists. Than Jordan Clarkson. In his best year. That was his best year. At number 13, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, we're going to differ. This, you do too? No. This has a lot to do with the Chet injury. And on top of that, I don't know if you saw the SGA news. Mm -mm. He's having knee issues. I think he's out. I think four to six weeks. He's probably going to miss the start of the season now. And me hearing four to six weeks from the Thunder – Means four to six months possibly <laughs> with the with the number of games Hold SGA has, yeah with the games SGA has played he could have like he could like walk down the stairs wrong they're sitting out SGA seventy five games of the season so I just think OKC without Chet possibly without SGA now. I mean, the only exciting thing you hold on to is Josh Giddy another leap, and then also hopefully see Trey Mann put up some points. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to OKC this season. Yeah, my twelve and thirteen. I was literally sitting here while I'm writing them, and I was about to switch them back. Um, but I have the Rockets at 13. I, I understand. And I pro- and like with that news, I probably would have flipped them up one, uh, but only one because these bottom four are most likely going to be the bottom four in some form or fashion, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but uh, I put the Rockets here. I think they're too young. Uh, my, my poor boy, that coach down there, has had <laughs> – just, yeah, Silas has had no just, shot. Yeah, nothing to he work He comes with. in, James Harden is 75 pounds overweight, yeah. and then gets forces his way out. Yeah. And then the Christian Wood thing happens, and then it's just not exactly. the best of luck for Silas. For it's, sure. it's not. And I, I love Jabari Smith, but he did not look very good in his s- summer league time, which depressed me on Ted, I'll be honest. But uh, I'm holding out hope that they're going to be a little bit better than this, and especially with the Thunder news. I mean, we both know the Thunder have been the best team in the world about tanking. But the other thing that really does kind of scare me with this, looking at this projected depth chart for them, I'm not high on Kevin Porter Jr. I think he's a locker room cancer, if I'm being honest with you. I agree with that. The Cavs got rid of him like that just because they did not want to deal all, with him. All types of problems. Exactly. And so he scares me a little bit. Um but this team, I, I expect jumps from certain players. I'm expecting big jumps from Jalen Green. I do expect Jabari Smith to have some lumps this season. But uh, I, I just I had to put this team at 13. But 12, Thunder, for all the reasons you name. I was going to put them lower solely on Chet being gone because I'm like, they don't mm. still don't have a center. So, like, how are they going to do anything? But with, if SGA is gone, then they're probably moving down with the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, at the bottom, and I'll move my Jazz up happily. Um, the, I got Houston at 12, so we got the same bottom four that we're just talking about. Um, I am going to pose a question to you that I think is really interesting. This season aside, um, you know, with the Chet injury, with the possible SGA injury, who would you rather be going forward as a franchise, Oklahoma City or the Houston Rockets? Ooh. Um... Oklahoma City, you have a core of Josh Giddy, Chet, Chet, SGA. Houston, you got Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, Jabari Smith. I'm going to go against my better nature, and I'm not going to pick the Rockets, so I'm going to pick the Thunder. Um, I like SGA a lot. I love Lou Dort. Josh Giddy was awesome, and I was completely wrong on him. Chet looked awesome, and so I'm not going to discount how well he looked, but the injury already happened, and that was what scared me about him the entire time and why I didn't buy all the stock on him. Um, 
they're both incredible young teams, but I'm still going to go to the Thunder because they also still have more picks, so they can still go and get more things, whether that be trade up for a specific person, whether that be package them to go get a person already in the mm-hmm. NBA. I like the trajectory of the uh, Thunder just a little bit more than the Rocker, Rockers, Rockets. Um, and I really, that, I really did want to pick the Rockets because I love Jabari Smith, but I just like the kind of layout of the Thunder a little bit better. I'm going to go with the Rockets – and it's because of a myriad of reasons. One, Oklahoma City, I get they're in a rebuild, but they've been in it for too long. I think the young guys, you ha- we talked about this with our team, the Grizzlies, right? This team, they were founded with veterans, though. Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill the first year. Then you had guys enter the chat like, uh, what's the guy's name from Minnesota that they love so much? The Gorgie Jang yep. came down. Then you had Anthony Tolliver, who John was just talking about recently. We had no idea he had that, that kind of effect impact. on John. Yeah. But now you have guys in Oklahoma City with no sense of direction that have been accustomed to losing for years and years on end now. And I don't know if you can break that. I really don't. SGA has been murmured in trade talks possibly as well. I just – I don't – it's more – and when I look at Houston, man, I, I feel like I lo- honestly like their younger assets better. I think Jalen Green can be a most improved player this year. I'm that high on Jalen Green. And on top of that, their pick this year in Tari Eason. I love him. And Jabari Smith, we all know the potential he has. He was our number one guy coming out of the draft. So I, I think Houston, I'd, I'd rather be them. And honestly, just a month or two ago, I would have never thought that with how crazy everyone was going for OKC. It was kind of like the Detroit of the Western yeah. Conference, right? Yeah, exactly. And then that injury happened and it changed everything. And then this SGA news came out. And then I've just gotten to thinking about the, all those young cats going to Miami, traveling to Atlanta, going out to L.A. I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. a little off-putting, a little off-putting. Yeah, for sure. But interesting for sure. Um, let's get into our number eleven. It's probably going to be the same. I think when it starts to get dicey for us, it's probably ten to one. My eleven's the Sacramento Kings. We are different. Okay, I love it. I think the Sacramento Kings actually do have hope this year. De'Aaron Fox finally has shooters next to him. If you look at his breakout season a couple years ago, he struggled last year because there was no spacing around him. Now with Kevin Herter, now with Malik Monk, I think they can compete for that play-in situation. But when it comes down to the play-in, I'm trusting Dame time at number 10. That is just a hint into my list. Give me your number 11. So uh, according to your hint, our 10 and 11 are flipped. I have Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers missing the playoffs. Mm. Uh, they're at number 11 for me. Um, and I, I don't really know why I did this. It was kind of more oh, of a gut reaction. because of the Anthony Simons. I know, and I love like, Anthony Simons. I love Gary Payton. You know I love me some Justice Winslow. Uh, uh, get, <laughs> get your hard hat on if you're sitting in the first five rows. Um, and I also like the Jeremy Grant pickup, but this this team relies on Damian Lillard. I have not seen Dame play in a while. I'm worried that he might not come back and be the same person. Um, That's a valid point. I, I think they missed their window, sadly. Um, and the, to be honest, the youth on this team and Shaden Sharp and uh, Nas Little, they've already both had injuries, so I'm kind of nervous by that. Yusuf Nurkic gets injured every single year. I'm just worried about this team's health. Um, I'm also just worried that Damian Lillard might not be the same person. That's why I put them at 11. That's probably me lowballing them because I do really want Dame to come back and be the Dame that we all know. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and jump into my number 10. I, I broke the curse. Sacramento Kings get in the playoffs. Barely. If we're counting the play-in. Okay. They, they get in say, barely. Like they're playing um, in the playoffs? Or? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I put them at 10. 
I I think that the De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis will pay off. I think Keegan I love Murray. The way the script has flipped because uh, you and I kind of agreed we on do. that. Yeah, and, it was just a Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, and I love agree. Halliburton. I'm uh, lower than I should be. I will admit that because he is a playmaker. I make the scoring argument, but still, there has yeah. been people that can average twenty and seven. Exactly. And this is honestly, this is more based off an overreaction, which you know I love making to Keegan Murray. If he comes in and even does half of what he was doing in summer league, that team's getting something that they were not anticipating coming in this year. Harrison Barnes was lethal from three last year. Um, you got brought guys in like Kevin Herter and Malik Monk. I think this team – and Davion Mitchell can take another step because he was improving year in – or game in and game out last year in his rookie year. I think this is the year. They're not – I'm not going to say they're going to win the play-in yet. Uh, obviously, we'll get into that with the teams that I have in the play-in. Are projected to be in the play-in, on my in my opinion, but I do think they finally get into the play-in and get some playoff experience, and they are in a good position, thinking that their trade paid off. I I'm in the position where I kind of sort of agree with you. I think they're going to be in playing contention all season. I just trust at the end of the game, even coming off an abdominal injury, I trust Damian Lillard. I trust their culture a little bit more too. Sacramento has a tendency to halfway through the season, everything just – the rails fall off and they give up. And there's never a late-season run coming from Sacramento. And after the shit in the playoffs I saw from Mike Brown, thank you for that 50-point dub, by the way. Uh, but I so, just – I was hoping you didn't bring him up, but that is what it is. <laughs> but I don't – I mean, Chauncey Billups hasn't proved shit either. You know, that's why we have these teams at 10 and 11. Yeah. We're just kind of getting nip-tuck stuff now. But – um. All right, well, that's both our first playing team. Mine's Portland. Yours is Sacramento. We've just been flip-flopping, can't get on the same page. But who's your number nine, brother? The Pat Bev Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, we on the same page. We on the same page. Shit. All right, good. Um, I'm sick of Lakers fans <laughs> saying they're going to make the playoffs. That shit's not happening. Yeah. Play-in team. There's too many. They're playing for next year. Yeah. There's, there are too many good teams in front of them to even be playoff. Solid, and that's six or above for me. Uh, I love the Pat Bev. I like the Lonnie Walker. Um, I hate the one Toscano Anderson. Uh, I love mm-hmm. the Tom, Tom, Tomas Bryan. I think is how you say his name. Um, obviously, this is an older team. Kind of, it's younger than it was last year. We can at least say that their right. average age was eighty-five last year. Um, this year, it's at least probably forty-five. Um, but. I got them at nine. This is actually, I don't think they missed the playoffs back-to-back years, so I'm counting the play-in as the playoffs. Um, there's too much drama going on with this team, and that's what I scares agree. me the most. So that's kind of all I got for y'all. It's not even a basketball-related thing. I just think it's too much drama with Russell Westbrook and the Lakers' entire organization. And, and there's se- several factors I could go into here. One, if I'm a Lakers fan, Patrick Beverly – that moved, as I said so many times, saved the entire offseason. Um, Lonnie Walker, whatever, he doesn't contribute to winning. Um, them letting the mistake made for this year was made two years ago in letting Alex Caruso walk and Kuzma and Kuzma trading him in that Russell Westbrook deal. Yes, we could dissect that Westbrook deal. Honestly, didn't hate it, so I'm no, not gonna. I'm not, hindsight's twenty twenty for me, so I'm, I can't rip that because I didn't hate the move to begin with. Yeah. But the Alex Caruso thing, you could control that, and you could have paid him. And the fact that you think Austin Reeves can walk in there and just replicate what Alex Caruso did is laughable to me. And then you have Winnie and Gabriel. 
possibly in your starting lineup. Russell Westbrook will be better than he was last year, but it's not going to be enough. That fit with LeBron does not work. And Anthony Davis not shooting the basketball for months on end and then having his trainer post that he was for months after that, I can't shake that. And LeBron James is going to be inhuman, but AD and Russ are not going to be there for it. And they don't have enough 3 and D guys. Darvin Ham said everything right. He'll make a play in, but I think they're playing to get Kyrie Irving next summer. They won't be shit this year. I'm fine with that. And they made the Bronny James rule by allowing 18 year olds exactly. in the draft. So I mean, who knows? Exactly. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. I, I, I'm glad we agree on the Lakers, man, because I was ready to go to war for putting them at number nine. I was like, I can't. No, wait we, to, I, can't I got them at nine. Shit. All right. Number eight, man. Who is it? This is gonna be a little controversial. So get ready. You and I have this. Both have this team to play in. I'm ready to talk about it because I saw you writing over there. Oh, you saw me write it? Okay. Damn it, I was going to do the same thing. Uh, I have the Phoenix Suns. Um, uh, The DeAndre Ayton is going to be where I start with this, and it's probably going to be where I end with this. You quit on your team last year. Um, You quit on your team. You got drubbed in a game. I think that alone makes me think that some of these guys don't want to play with him, and then he's also kind of nonchalant in uh, media day. Uh, They're – Literally trying to get rid of Jay Crowder, who is a great culture guy. That doesn't make me feel good. Um, Chris Paul is not getting any younger. That doesn't make me feel good. Um, so There's just a lot of things that I don't feel right about with this team. Um, and, and Robert Sarver's dark clouds over this organization, too. I just feel them dropping back um, and not having as good of a successful year, which even being in the eighth seed that – Seven teams in front of them are great basketball teams, so I can't say much as to, like, this is a mm-hmm. knock on them as much as it is praise for the other teams. I have Dallas at eight, but Phoenix at seven in the plan as well. I'll touch on Dallas after I get into Ooh. Phoenix. I'm going to start into where the beginning where you started and then touch on probably – I said Brooklyn had the worst media day. Phoenix may have topped them the past two days. This is absolutely insanity. But where you started, DeAndre Ayton did not want to check into the basketball game. And I was going through the power rankings that the NBA let out. I'm recording a YouTube video for that. It'll be out later this week. But my thing was, with the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton not wanting to play and quitting on his team is bigger than one game. I'm not overreacting over just that game seven. Because it's bigger than one game because this is another year of Chris Paul on a 61 basketball team not being able to have that shot. Now he has to wait a whole nother year. He's getting older. And then you had the whole contract thing this offseason where it was basically signed, sealed, and delivered with the Pacers, right? The Phoenix matched that deal. And then at media day, here enters DeAndre Ayton looking all happy, not at all at media day. And he was asked, how's it feel to sign you know, a hundred-plus million-dollar contract with the Phoenix Suns? He goes, I'm happy. He goes, and the reporter was like, that's it? And he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And then it comes out that he hasn't talked to Monty Williams all offseason. Monty Williams is trying to defend that now. Then Chris Paul says he learned nothing from the Dallas series when they got beat by 40 on their home floor in game seven. And I don't know, man. Yeah, it's looking no, tough. There's just a lot of I don't knows, and that it's just kind of an eerie feeling with that team right now. Yeah. And just last week, I would have had them in a top four or five seed. Yeah. And then this media day happened. Yeah. I literally just moved them from five to eight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things. I, and I moved them. I had him at five, which is a drop from last year anyways, because just the DeAndre Ayton and Robert Sarver thing, then I'm hearing all this more, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, exactly. I love how you touched on the Jake Crowder thing, too. He does not want to be there. He's not reporting to training camp because 
Uh, Monty Williams announced to the team that Cam Johnson will be starting this year above Jay Crowder, and Jay Crowder was not having it. Yeah. Um, teams rumored to get him now: Memphis Grizzlies, Miami Heat, and I believe the Boston Celtics. But yeah, let's. Um, do you oh. have a different? Do you want to get into yours, or you want me to get? Into you those? get in your Mavs because I'm actually interested to hear right. the Mavs at eight. Isn't that you said? I do. Yes, I do have the Dallas Mavericks at number eight. Um, there were quite a few teams I thought about putting here before I watched all the Phoenix drama. <laughs> Uh, but Dallas was a playing team for me, no doubt. And that's because Jalen Brunson single-handedly carried them through that Utah series while Luka Doncic was out. If I look at the Dallas team, if Luka goes down, Christian Wood's not carrying that team. And I think Jalen Brunson losing 20 points per game and the escalated performance he had during the entire playoffs, that's not going to be replaced this year. It's just not. You have Tim Hardaway coming back, but he did not look good before his injury. Dorian Finney-Smith looked great. I'm glad they got him re-signed. I love the JaVale, JaVale McGee pickup. JaVale McGee. But it's just not enough. Luka Doncic, you always have a shot to win a title. They're still a contender, even at eight, in my <laughs> opinion, because they have that bad man, Luka. He possibly will win MVP, but with it, how deep the West is, they're an eight seed. Fair enough. Uh, my seven seed is actually the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, and... I really wanted to put them higher, but I have them here, and I'm going to say one thing and one thing only about this team. Defense. Your identity is basically Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado. I'm going to need some other guys to step up and play defense in order for me to put you a little higher. I think they can score with the best best of the league. I just don't know if they can stop the best of the league. You know mm-hmm. what I'm feeling? Uh, and so, like, I, we haven't seen Zion play in a gazillion in four years because he's been 450 pounds. So, like, he's got to Can we wait. talk about him at media day, bro? I haven't seen it yet. Bro. Was it? Dice. He, he, he yes. cut? Yeah, because, you know, he's at weight clause. Yeah, he has the weight clause now. now. I was just about to get Diced. to that. He's chopped up, too. He had one earring dangling. He oh, got his swag the back, swag. man. The New Orleans swag. He was smiling. He's like, I'm jumping better than ever. And I was like, God damn, I believe it by looking <laughs> at you, buddy. <laughs> Bet. No, and that's, that's, that's a key for them. Uh-huh. This team made it through the play-in last year without you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have them. I, I moved them up. I, I'm sorry, Pelicans fans. You're not moved up more. I moved them up. I still need to see Zion play. If he comes back and looks like the, what, he was like 27 points per game on like mm-hmm. 80% from the field. Like it was insane stats. It wasn't 8%, but it was up there. If he comes back and he's that, again, this team's no doubt, in my opinion, probably going to move into the top four. Um, but I, I put him here for defense, and I still haven't seen Zion play in a little bit. So I put him there. It's probably a little low, but like I said, I'd rather have low expectations than be wildly impressed. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm going with these. Honestly, man, um, I'm going to get into my six since we're talking about them. They're my Pelic- my Pelicans. As my much as Pelicans, I hate to say uh-oh. it. I know they're in the same division <laughs> as the Grizzlies. But, my God, as a Grizzlies fan, I'm scared shitless, man. That's right. I-, I hate we have to play them three, four times this year because Zion Williamson, in my opinion, is a dark horse MVP candidate with That's the fair. kind of shape he's looking in. This stat, this stat has been you know, hammered over and over again, but he is the only player in NBA history to average above 25 points on over 60% shooting. That is unfathomable, especially that it was in his second year with extra weight on. Now he's coming back skinny with a chip on his shoulder. I wouldn't say skinny, but he's cut. Yeah, yeah, dice, (laughs) dice, I should say. And just I'm drooling about a CJ and Zion pick and roll, and let alone Brandon Ingram standing on the wing, giving that can give you thirty on any night. Jonas Valanciunas who can give you 20, walking double double facts, give you twenty and fifteen on any night. Um, and Herb Jones going into his. I love Herb year. Jones. Yeah, great pick by them. I think I think the Pelicans can um, be out of the plan at that number six spot. 
Fair enough. Number six. I don't think I moved the Nuggets whatsoever. I think they were number six last wow. year. I have the, the Denver Nuggets at six. Interesting. Jack, I'm going to be honest with you. There's still too many unknowns injury-wise for me. Understandable. Um, I did pick Bones Highland to be the sixth man of the year, so that's why I kept them out of the plan because I do think even if some, I, if he's having to play spot starter minutes for certain people, you love the KCP. You've made me fall in love with the KCP pickup. I was already madly in love with the Bruce Brown pickup. I love them drafting Christian Braun. Um, and then it, it does help when you have back-to-back MVP and Nikola Jokic. So like, Or Jamal Murray coming back. I, I'm about to hit on him. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back. I'm more scared about MPJ because you're 22 years old. Oh, You've had back injuries. If galore. he gets hurt, I think this team is still a top three. Oh, 1,000%. Because I think you could literally just move Bruce Brown in that starting lineup and you'll be fine. Um, or, heck, move Bones in the starting lineup. I think it would be just fine. Um, so, like, I'm not worried about him. Jamal Murray, I'm ready to see him come back. What are you going to look like? I think it's going to be kind of similar to Jaron coming off that uh, meniscus where he it took him way longer than everybody was saying. And the first few games, everybody was on his head. He'd have spot things where you're like, oh, there he is. And then he'd be back down to – it took a second for his feet to get back under him. I I feel the same with Jamal Murray. I don't think it was going to take him as long because you're playing with a guy like Nikola Jokic, so he's going to set you up pretty well. Um, but I got them staying at six. I think this is the same spot they were in last year, but I kept them at six because I'm still worried about some of those injuries coming back. But I loved their offseason. They were one of my – I think I had them in my top five. I don't remember correctly. But they were definitely up there as far as – uh, off season goes, so I'm definitely interested to see this team going it back at it with their players now healthy. Regular season alone, you're taking the Minnesota Timberwolves over the Denver Nuggets. It broke my heart to put them where I put them. Explain. They're, they're not above my Grizzlies, so y'all can suck a fat one. <laughs> um, but Rigo Bears teams are always in the freaking top five, so I had to. I had to keep him there. And Cat's awesome, and I freaking love Anthony Edwards. Um, and that was your number six, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll get into my number five since we're talking about the Timberwolves. Yes. Timberwolves I, are your number five? Yeah, I got the okay. Timberwolves as a top five seed. Um, they're going to be – their ceiling is quite literally a two or three, in my opinion. They could finish that high in the Western Conference just because – Anthony Edwards and his third year is going to be scary hours. I can't wait to see it. Carl Anthony Towns, as much as I hate to rag on him, he's you know one of the great players in this league. Rudy Gobert is great defensively, <laughs> but my my laughable thing with this team is who the hell is going to establish this culture? D'Angelo Russell is not going to do that. Anthony Edwards is too young to do so. Carl Anthony Towns has been a historic losing player, and Rudy Gobert has absolutely no offensive ability, although he is a three-time defensive player of the year. He's not a guy people are going to listen to. I just That's why I see them finishing at five and not higher. But they got Kyle Anderson, dog. No one's going to be listening to like Kyle Anderson, though. Like, like Patrick I, Beverly I, is I so outspoken. Kyle Anderson's not the guy to, like, you no, know, get I, in front of the team. I and know. Like, I, you pass over the guy that I'm looking at to do that. I yes, know. he's young, but I think Anthony Edwards is going to be that guy. Um, I really don't. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Anthony Edwards, maybe not this year, but Anthony Edwards most certainly next year is going to start being in the MVP conversations every year. He, he is that type year. of player, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think this team – he, he's vocal enough to be a vocal leader, but I think he's going to lead more on the court. That's why I have them at number four. 
I'm gonna come back to my number five. You've already talked about my number five, so I'm gonna, since we're talking about them, let's. They're my number four. They're they're number four. Um. So you said you said a lot of things. That's why they're only one spot above where you put them. Mm-hmm. But I just think Anthony Edwards is gonna continue to take a jump. D'Lo can't be as bad as he was this past year. Um. I think Kyle Anderson was a good pickup. Uh, they had some more pickups. Let me move to them real quick. But uh, because my number five, you've already mentioned, and you already hit on a lot of the things. But was it the Pelicans? It is not. The Pelicans were my seven. Okay, who was my number five? five was your number eight. Uh, okay, Dallas. Dallas. Okay, let's Dallas let's read our fifteen through five, five just for the audience, real quick. Um, let let's do it, and then we'll take a quick break. All right, as well. But my number fifteen is a Utah Jazz. Fourteen Spurs. Thirteen OKC. Twelve Houston. Eleven Kings. Ten Portland. Nine Lakers. Eight the Mavericks. Seven the Suns. Six the Pelicans. Five the T Wolves. All right, and my 15 is the Spurs, 14 the Jazz, 13 the Rockets, 12 the Thunders, Thunder, 11 the Trailblazers, 10 Kings, 9 Lakers, 8 Suns, 7 Pelicans, 6 Nuggets. Did you say go to 5? Yes, sir. 5 is the Dallas Mavericks. We'll give you our top four teams in the Western Conference on the other side. What's up, y'all? We just hit 50,000 subscribers, so you know what that means. Another merch drop. I got my favorite piece on right here from the drop, but we also got hoodies and sweatshirts in all colors and sizes, so y'all make sure to tap that link in my bio, and let's get to 100K. Grizzlies fans, what's up? Every Thursday at 11 a.m., me and Coop's Grizz Talk premieres, and we talk about every jaw dropper, every Desmond Bain three, and every Jaron Jackson block. So y'all be sure to tune in weekly to never miss a beat on your Memphis Grizzlies. Go Grizz. Let's get it. Welcome back to the HSP. We're going to get into our top four teams of Western Conference, then touch on this wild NFL weekend capped by a great Sunday night game. My number four... We in the M. Uh oh. I honestly was so close to putting them at five because I believe at in my heart they're going to be a five seed this year. But you know, good and well, I could not put the Minnesota Timberwolves over our Memphis Grizzlies. I think Sir John Morant, MVP like season, if he doesn't win the damn thing, I think they can still be a top four seed with not making really any moves this offseason. Um, we're going to talk about this extensively on the Grizz Talk. If you're a Grizzlies fan, be sure to tune in. We're going to give you everything you need to know about Media Day. But yeah, that's my take on our Grizzlies so far. At four, I got the Timberwolves. I know I hit them on a little bit before the break, um, and I was really going to switch them between. Talk about the Mavs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know you wanted to uh, I was just about to say, I was four Timberwolves and five the Mavs. I was really debating between those two. Um, I'm a, clearly a lot higher on Luca and the Mavs than you are. I just love Luca. Okay, okay. To be fair, you're not higher on Luca. You're higher yeah, on the Mavs. Mavs yes. Yeah. Uh, I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I love the Christian Wood pickup. I love Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm glad they re-signed him. I like JaVale McGee. I think it's just more of a team kind of niched around Luca to allow him to exceed mm-hmm. um, and excel. Um, so I, I had them a little bit higher than you, but obviously Luca, I picked him to be MVP, so I kind of got to have him in the at least the top six. Right. But I, I did waver between them and the Timberwolves at four. I kept the Timberwolves at four. I think Anthony Edwards is going to be awesome again. Uh, <laughs> like I mentioned before, D'Lo can't be that bad again this year. Rudy Gobert's teams are always defensively really good because he all gets valid. block shots all the time. Cats just got the bag, so hopefully he's good. They believe a lot in the Jaden McDaniels kid. That's why I have them at four, but I'm going to jump right into my three. Go ahead. We in the M. I couldn't put the Grizzlies below the Timberwolves either, uh, so I have them at number three. 
because I'm gonna be honest with you. I put a cap on them last year, and they blew the cap off. That's what I'm hoping for. This sent it year, to the stratosphere. Man. So, yeah. like, I will not put another what cap on them. What did we? I think we had them. Like, we were hoping for a seven and eight seed. I, because yeah, you I remember, think, we were nine. We had played our way in. Yeah. Got, you know, walked all over by Utah, but we did knock out Steph Curry. Yep. We're like, you know what? Seven or eight just win one time to get in the playoffs this year. Yeah. And then a 56 win yeah. season later, <laughs> and two seed. Two seed. So, I have a moving down one, obviously, um, to the three. Um, but I'm still super high on my Grizzlies, and I wouldn't be shocked if we're sitting here, what, however many months from now, and they're the number one seed. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. I, I, I'd be shocked. I wouldn't be. This team does not give a flying flip what anybody thinks. That's John true. Morant literally today, or yesterday for media days, they said, are you upset about nine? He goes, nine. Psh. I mean, the dude literally wants to go out and win MVP, but he's like, I want a championship first. Like, I mean, that's just how they're built. Like, they are built different. Uh, Desmond Bain can name every player that was drafted in front of him, which is wild. And then they asked him about his spot in the rankings. He was like, I don't even care. He's like, they can write that BS. <laughs> so, like, this team's built different. They already got some chips on their shoulders from a certain Draymond Green quote and some other BS that's going on this offseason. Uh, and I also just think Jaron Jackson's going to be back way I sooner think, than anybody else. So I'm super so excited. Hyped. But we'll talk about it on Green's Talk. So, so I'm going to stop giving up too much information. Because we got to talk about yeah. it, right? Like, we haven't been a top three seed. We have to talk about it. But yeah, dude. Our Grizz talks going to be fun as hell. Exactly. For those of you that don't know, we're recording that right after we record this. I'm going to Chicago this week, so we're doing our weekend Friday, Saturday slash episode right now, earlier in the week. But yeah, dude, I'm excited to sell for our Grizz talk, especially with Media Day, all the festivities Thanks. that went on there. Um, my number three is a team uh, you had at number six, man. Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Is what elevates them to three seed? No. <laughs> That's that was when I'm going through the offseason additions, and I'll tell you what elevates them to a three seed. KCP is a winning player. Bruce Brown is a winning player. And now we're getting into what elevates them as a three seed. This team with Nikola Jokic and Nikola Jokic alone had 48 wins last year. 48. And that's with no 3 and D guys, no Jamal Murray, no MPJ. 48 wins. I think you add MPJ and Jamal Murray back alone. If MPJ gets hurt, just a hobbled Jamal Murray, I think it's above north of 50 wins. That's fair. 50 to 55 wins. But you add two quality 3 and D guys, I think you're looking at 58, possibly 60 wins for this team. I'm not going to go that far. I predict a 55-win season for the Nuggets and a three seed for them. That's fair. I don't I don't hate no. that. I just – I kept them there because I'm still am kind of scared, and so I'd rather be. I understand that's what wildly kept me. Impressed with that injuries. exact reasoning is what kept me from not having them as a top one and two seed. There's a lot of people predicting this team to win the entire conference. That's fair, and I, I see why they're doing it. They're and it's, getting, Jokic getting is coming back. off a back-to-back MVP season, and yeah. would surprise nobody if he won his third. Exactly. And the fact that he backpacked that team to a 48 win <laughs> season, yeah, it, it was. Oh, 1,000 percent. That's why I have them there. I, I'll, I'll get on my number two now. Or no, number one and number two. Number one and two are going to be the exact same. Absolutely. Do you have? Warriors Clippers. Warriors at one? Yeah. All right, we're the exact same, man. Um, the Clippers, as we've <laughs> illustrated, man, I think Tyron Lue can be the coach of the year this year. Paul George returning, Kawhi Leonard returning. You add John Wall to that. Norman Powell possibly coming off your bench. A sniper and Luke Kennard. I'm happy as hell for the Clippers this year, and I think Kawhi Leonard – Looks in yeah, absolutely I was about to say, have you seen shape. him? PG is PG, man. Um, the only thing that's going to stand in their way is, is, injuries. is health. That's 
We have said time and time again, this team is a finals contender, finals contender. They have not proven that, man. They have to stay healthy. And if they do, they're a number one or number two seed in this conference and possibly an NBA champion at the end of the year. Yeah, dude, I had him at two before I saw Kawhi Leonard be that chiseled, and then I was, like, what we're talking, we're talking about Zion looking clean. Yeah, <laughs> bro, he's got tree trunk for thighs. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard ate somebody, like, dude, he's he freaking huge. Get me on that diet, bro. I'm, bro, I'm telling Our you, our skinny asses need to get on some shit, man. I look like Bugs Bunny dog, like my Scooby Doo arms just go down instead of up. Like he's ripped, and so it, like, I had him at two before that. Then I was like. I kind of want to put him at one just because I, I looked at Kawhi Leonard and I was like, oh, my God. But, like, I, I kept him at two for all the reasons you just said. Um, I'll go right into the number one. The Warriors got better. Let's be honest. The rich got richer. It's super annoying. I've watched their summer league team, all players that are freaking going to be helping them win, and Kaminga and Moses Moody and uh, James Wiseman, who I picked to be my most improved uh, the rich got richer. They lost Gary Payton, and they lost Otto Porter, which I thought was – Tough losses, but then they got Dante DiVincenzo, and I was like, okay, you're good. <laughs> and then, obviously, Wiggins coming off that defensive performance in the championship. And then, not to mention, you got a, a guy named Wardale, Stephen Curry. Exactly. He's an animal. I'm going to be honest, man. I absolutely hated the Gary Payton thing when it first came across my phone, and then Dante DiVincenzo hit. Yeah. Freaking annoying. Then I look at Draymond Green in a contract year. I look at Klay Thompson with something to prove especially with how he played in the finals. Yeah. I look at Jordan Poole getting another year under his belt. Forgot about him. I, I, The Golden State Warriors, if I had to choose them or the field right now, I'm not making the same mistake. The Golden State Warriors will repeat. They will win their fifth championship. And Steph Curry, at the end of this season, will be in talks to possibly entering LeBron James stratosphere. I'm there. I'm not hating on LeBron, but if he has more championships and not championships alone, Steph Curry completely changed the game of how it's played. You walk in, you see 12-year-olds shooting 30-footers because of Steph Curry. Who have no right to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I forgot about Jordan Poole. We, we both didn't hit on the guy that's in a contract here. Draymond Green is probably going to go off. He's going to pissed the yeah. hell off. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? He may It may piss him off enough to leave, but it's – Draymond's not the type of guy to leave mid-year. Yeah, he's not going to quit on the stand. Yeah, just to poke the bear a little bit, because um, I like to poke the whole lot of real the estate, bear, man. The Warriors fans. They keep talking about. Yeah, us. it's free real estate. That man might have something to say about them winning another championship. Well, I think he averaged <laughs> not twenty, not twenty-five. Yeah, no, it was like not even 30. thirty. Yeah, <laughs> he averaged thirty-seven points in that series. Warriors fans, you can look it up. Yeah, before Jordan Poole decided to pull his knee because he was too scared of Ja. And that was that was thirty-seven points in two and a half games. Yeah. Like, he had 35 and half a game when he went out of that game three. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Epic, epic year. I'm super excited. Yeah. 47 in game two as well. Um, let's get into the NFL. It is, at first glance, it's not the best of weeks, and then you get to the nightcap of Sunday night, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> but go ahead and touch on the first couple day games around. I got you, I got you. All right, the game I'm starring for that 12 o'clock slot, there's two. It's the Jags at the Eagles. The Jags. Two and one, baby. Yeah, and I got them getting 10 wins. I'm going to be honest with you, they're going into a feisty Eagles team. Uh, this team is 3-0, and rightfully so. Jalen Hurts has been that mf'er, um, and 
nobody believed in him. Everybody doubted him. He gets A.J. Brown, and he looks like the next coming of something. Uh, so this is going to be a game that I will be tuning in to very heavily, and I'm going to be really upset if it's not actually on CBS. Uh, but the other game that might be on CBS locally will be the Bills at Ravens. Bills coming off of a tough loss. They gave it their all. It was really tough to watch, but it was one of my favorite NFL games that I've watched in a really long time. And then you got MVP Lamar. He's coming to cook, baby. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for that one. Then I'll let you touch on this nightcap Sunday night game, which might be the best of the bunch. Super Bowl rematch. Before that, real quick, right now are you taking Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? For MVP? For just anything. For just anything, I'm taking Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a man among boys. Um, and it's crazy to see how much improvement Brian Dayball had, which is why I'm kind of – Excited that the the Giants made a good a good hire in that um, their their quarterback is not going to be their quarterback of the future. I don't think I don't think so either. But I think Brian Dayball is the coach of the future, um, and just to see the improvements he made in Josh Allen and his mechanics and his accuracy to see what we're getting now is insane. So yes. I gotta go Josh Allen. Understandably, so I'm gonna take Josh Allen as well. But I am gonna mention the MVP thing with Lamar just one more time. Contract year, Lamar, is absolutely different. different. I think he will have a better season this year than he had in his MVP year, and he will win his second MVP. I just hope he stays healthy because the bag keeps getting bigger and bigger. And bigger. Yep. But, yeah, I think that's a fantastic game. And I just want to touch on the Jags-Eagles real quick, man. That that one's going to be super interesting because Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence, they were not thought of as the most elite quarterbacks last year, and now at the end of this season they could be. They could be. Are you taking – if you're starting a franchise, are you taking Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence? That's a great question, and I'm going to be honest with you. Nobody is going to agree with me on this statement. I'm taking Jalen Hurts, and I'm going to reference a play that nobody in this world will ever remember but me uh, because it was a heartbreaking game for me. Jalen Hurts, his freshman year. So the year before Tua comes and rips the – or it might have been the same year. I don't remember how it all went, but – I knew Jalen Hurts was that MFR very early on. He Ole Miss is coming off of back-to-back wins against Bama. They beat him the first year at home, then they went to Bama, beat him that year with the Chad Kelly helmet catch. They come back this to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. They are down, I want to say 17, or they're about to go down 17. Jalen Hurts steps back in the pocket, gets hammered. I mean, helmet flies back, mm. clean hit right in his chest. He fumbles the ball. He gets hit by Marquise Haynes, a guy who had a fumble recovery on the Saints this week for the Panthers. So an NFL caliber guy, not just some college great. He gets waylaid. We pick it up, scoop and score. So we go up by 17, I think. Jalen Hurts literally comes back on the field, pops up like nothing happened, goes down and has a scoring drive. They go down by 10 points. The very next time Ole Miss gets the ball, we're three and out. They get a punt return by either Marlon Humphrey, Eddie, Eddie Jack, or yeah, Eddie Jackson, or somebody else, or Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't remember who it was, but it was one of those awesome players that was an incredible punt returner too. They go down three points in half, and then they come back and beat Ole Miss by six or seven. That moment was where I was like, "Yeah, Jalen Hurts is him." Mm-hmm. So that's a long story to get to your answer. But I'm taking Jalen Hurts because I've known for a while that he is a winning type player. Yes, he might not wow people with arm talent like Trevor Lawrence was of the world, but he's got something that nobody else has, and it's the will to get back up. And he's going to keep getting back up. He's going to take the hits. I think his body is perfect for the NFL game to do what he does because he's bigger and he can run and he's physical. 
I, I like Jalen Hurts. I know I'm buying a lot of stock right now, but I'm going Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's that crazy, man. Right now, I'm taking Jalen Hurts, too. But for starting a franchise, I'm just going to go Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to have a longer career, and I think he's going to have he's going to age a lot better than Jalen Hurts, just because not of the basic running thing. But Trevor Lawrence, once his athleticism leaves him, I know he's not known as an athlete, but he can run. Yeah. That, he is capable of doing that. And once that leaves him, I think he's going to be a dynamic pocket passer in my opinion all he really has to clean up is the mistakes once he cleans that up he's already shown progress on that he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league and I truly believe that oh I'm with it let's get into that Sunday night game the Chiefs and the Buccaneers Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes who are you taking in this one I'm I'm gonna take Patrick Mahomes they're coming off a tough loss they're going to the Bucks, who are also coming off of a tough, tough loss. But I'm going to be honest with you, that offense for the Bucks kind of looks stagnant right now. The receivers are non-existent. I understand Mike Evans is coming back from a uh, the, his suspension. Is Julio um, coming back? I have no clue. I feel like Julio every year now is one great He's game, done. and then he is injured. Um, but I, I don't think the Chiefs lose back-to-back, so that's why I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Chiefs won losing last week was absolutely shocking to me. I don't get the whole Matt Ryan beating you. But anyways, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs, too. They're two-and-a-half favorites. Because it is in Tampa, you could not ask for a better Sunday night game, in my opinion. Especially, I'm so glad Mike Evans is going to be there. Kind of evens the playing field. But I think Pat Mahomes bounces back. We saw him, you know, getting in arguments with coaches and things last week. But I think um, – they, they get it right this week. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Fair enough. Let's get it into some college football. It is a big, massive week. You get to – I don't know who you're going to cheer for in this one, but your Ole Miss Rebels play your favorite player of all time, Will Levis and the Kentucky Wildcats. You have picked him time and time and time again for Heisman. And I'm like, Coop. He's not your quarterback. Jackson Dart is. And you have completely told me, Jack, I really don't give a fuck. I'd take Will Levis over anybody and everybody. I'd even take Will Levis over Bryce Young. I'd even draft him above anybody in the NFL that Todd McShay has. And I'm like, okay, Coop. Are you done? So who are you cheering for in this one? Are you done? Jackson Dart's my quarterback. F Will Levis. F that mayonnaise-eating loser. Who puts mayonnaise in coffee? Hey, watch your mouth. Why have you thrown five interceptions and played three FCS schools? I don't care. Okay, can we together hold hands and do this? Because Will Levis is the most overrated quarterback in the history of college football. Thank you. Is that true? And Kentucky's a basketball school. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> a cheating ass basketball. Hell yeah! Screw Calipari too. Um, it's it's officially Kentucky Hate Week. Uh, if you can't see the shirt, it says "Don't let the Rebs get hot." Shout out the Ole Miss baseball team for winning Jesus the first Christ. College World Series. Don't let the Rebs football. get hot in football either. I'm Hell sorry, yeah. y'all. Damn I'm sorry. right, Ole Miss by six and a y'all. half right now on the spread. Go plug it. Link, yeah. Link Tennessee has a bye town. week, man. There's nothing I can do this week. Go ahead, keep yeah. going. Screw Kentucky. I'm just going to keep saying it. Screw Kentucky. Uh, the fact that we're 11 a.m. kickoff is bullshit. I'm sorry. Why are we the 11 a.m. kickoff? But uh, that's all I got to say on this game. I'm, I'm super excited to see Jackson Dart officially QB1 last week. Um, passing, he shows shows signs of being a really good passer. He is erratic like Matt Corral was early in his career. Um, so I'm still going to hold out hope. But his running, I was not expecting of that. And, that. and that's something that you never heard me say either. I did not know that he was going to be – kind of that electric with his running game. 
the moment that I was starting to like kind of be like, all right, Cooper, maybe you're being hard on Jackson Dart. <laughs> it's I think it was fourth and four, maybe it was third and four, so he was trying to get a first down. He lowered his shoulder and blew the dude five yards back, and I was like, Matt Corral flashbacks, huh? Uh, and he's bigger. Yeah. So like a lot bigger. Uh, he's a lot bigger. Poor Matt Corral was like six one, and he would still do it too. Think, he would lower his shoulder. But. Do you think in a couple of years Matt Corral is going to be the quarterback for the Panthers? I could genuinely see that happening. I don't think Baker's going to be there for that. Solely years. on the fact that Baker's on the final year of his deal. They have Sam Darnold. Him. Sam Darnold's on the final year of his deal. Matt Corral at least gets a one year shot. I think Matt Corral gets a shot. Similar to, um, I think. What's that kid from Cincinnati? Desmond Ritter. I think he'll eventually get a shot. I think he'll Falcons. get a shot. I honestly, yeah. Marcus Mariota's not doing enough to lose the job right now, so I don't think we see Desmond Ritter just yet. But like you said, he's a bridge to Desmond He's Ritter. a bridge, exactly. And I'm, and that's not me saying Baker's a bridge. I'm I just don't that, think they re-sign yeah. Baker. Yeah. And so I don't see this being – unless they all of a sudden turn it on and they're one of the best offenses in the league, they save Matt Rule's job, Baker turns into an MVP candidate, which I do not see happening – until this offense figures it out, I don't think they give Baker just the keys to the quarterback. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? I know we're on college right now. I just have to ask this question. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo on your team? Uh, if we're talking college, I'm going Baker. But uh, NFL, I'm going Jimmy. Jimmy has been to the Super Bowl. He went to the conference championships last year when nobody gave them the chance to be there. They didn't look great in his first game back against the Broncos, but that whole game was dog cheeks. Um, I, I'm not going to pick anybody else over Jimmy G again because why would I? Uh, but I, I'm going to be honest, Baker in the NFL uh, is nowhere near Baker in college. Um, he's a great college quarterback. I just haven't seen it fully in the NFL, even though he did have that year with the Browns where they were they were pretty lethal. They just couldn't get over the hump. I'm honestly taking Baker Mayfield, man. I feel like Jimmy G – if he was on any other team, he'd be what Baker Mayfield was. And if you put Baker Mayfield on the 49ers, he could take them to the NFC Championship. I really do feel that way, man. That's fair. And honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it going. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins? Fuck Kirk Cousins. You like that. You like that. You like Baker. that. <laughs> I have Baker. God. Kirk Cousins is dog shit. Like, you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and your ass still can't be a top 15 quarterback? Come on, son. I'm glad we're on the same page, man. <laughs> you, you like that? You like that? Take that for data. Take that for data. Just bringing out all the old one-liners. Right now, would you rather have – we're going to do one more and then I'm calling it. I just want to have these Baker Mayfield ones are fun as hell to me, man. Um, hmm. What if I blurted out Geno Smith? What would you think of me? Geno. Dude, I'm so tempted to say it. I'm going to – fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, or this version of Baker Mayfield? This version of Russ sucks. So, jeez, uh, that's, that's slim But, that, like, it is bizarre that's taking like, Baker over Russ. That's that like, is crazy. Yeah, but that's like looking at the clearance rack and be like, damn, this shit sucks. I know why it's on clearance. <laughs> that's how I feel about those <laughs> yeah. two options. Uh, uh, solely on record. Isn't it crazy yeah. how we're having this conversation right now? It's only three weeks in. Solely on record, I'm going to take Russ. Just, I'm going to take okay. Russ solely on their that's record. That's understandable. But it, neither of them are good options. 
I'm I'm not even blinking an eye. I'm taking Baker Mayfield again. I'm not kidding. I, I, I'm you just love, you love them State Farm commercials. No, State Farm? it's not that. I just feel like <laughs> Baker has not been put into a Jimmy Garoppolo s situation or even a Kirk Perfect. Cousins situ- situation. If Baker Mayfield had Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook in the backfield, he would succeed like he did with Cleveland. He damn near beat the Chiefs when they went to the Super Bowl just two years ago. Let me pose you a question then. He has Christian McCaffrey. He has DJ Moore. He has LaVisca Chanel. He has Robbie Anderson. How's that only translated to one win? Matt Rule. Wow. 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 Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Right. Sorry, sorry to go on like an NFL <laughs> no, tangent. We no. just got into college. I'm so First, sorry. Uh, you know what? That's going to be a perfect transition to just for just for fun. We're going to. What hit is on your this. pick for this Ole Miss game? What oh, I got Ole Miss. I have to I got know. Ole Miss. I know it's Ole Miss, but like, what is a score prediction from you? Because I know this is your first real test, and I know you're excited as hell for score this game. Prediction. Are you are you going down there? By the way, I know you went. No, to the I can't. Uh, I, I really wanted that. to, but uh, we got something to do. Me and me and my dad this week. What are you so. watching it at? I'll probably watch it at home, but uh, I since may it's not 11 respond, but I want spam text again. Okay, if I'll I get spam, spam text from Tulsa, I damn well better have it from this Kentucky game. <sighs> I'm gonna be honest. Score prediction: uh, thirty Ole Miss thirty-one, Kentucky twenty. I'm there. That's oh, that's under Why the over under. Today? That's fifty-four. Um, but I like Ole Miss. I'm sorry, I do. That's not even. Yes, I'm wearing. Don't let the rev get hot. I just don't. Kentucky has not impressed me. That win over Florida. Okay. Anthony Richardson literally threw the ball into the ground more than he threw it to his receiver. Tennessee, Tennessee should have won by 25 yeah. points. And shout out Big O for getting that fumble. Wasn't he shout the one that got the fumble? O. Kennedy Chandler, did you hear him yeah. on Verno's thing saying? Freaking awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I got I got Ole Miss, and I think 31 to 21, or 31 to 20, 31 to 21, somewhere in that range. Doesn't Wouldn't shock me to get. Uh, but I'm going to move into a coaching thing that's just fun since we were talking about Matt Rule being a bad coach. Let's get it, buddy. Scott Frost was a bad coach. And I know he got fired and we talked on it. Uh, for those of you listening, there's a Scott Frost curse right now. Uh, any team that beat Nor- uh, Nebraska has lost since then. Uh, Northwestern has not won a game since they lost or since they beat Nebraska. Um, Georgia Southern has not won. And uh, Oklahoma lost last week. And they're on the road at TCU. So if you believe in curses and you believe in the Scott Frost curse, plug TCU. You got excited. You saw something. What happened? You can guess why I'm making this face, man. I don't think I can. Whose numbers am I looking at, college football-wise? Not Hendon Hooker's. No, dude. Okay, I'd be out of my clothes if I was looking at Hendon Hooker's numbers. Come on, get serious. Who am I looking? I'm looking at their numbers and smiling ear to ear because they are proving me and so many picks right this year. They play out on the West Coast. It's not, a I'm not talking about USC today. I'm not. Okay. They're playing Arizona State without Herm Edwards. I'm and they're going to go to 5-0. and Okay. And Caleb Williams already has over 1,000 yards through just four games. Cool. If you add postseason to that, I think. Cool. I could see him having a 25,000 yards against him. You're like so full of shit right now. I know, I'm playing. But like, no, I do like Caleb Williams numbers. I know you love Caleb Williams. That's Especially compared to um Jackson Dart's numbers on here. Let me let me look at these. So Caleb Williams I think he's like five hundred yards. Has nine touchdowns and over a thousand yards. Jackson Dart is seven hundred yards, five touchdowns, two picks, with 
I think, 300 rushing yards. Let me find Will Levis on here. Wow. 1,185 yards and 10 touchdowns. 200 yards, excuse me. Will Levis. We know who the best quarterback is in that matchup. Can we move on to these other four matchups? That we Kentucky with a shitty run game as a better running back than... We almost has three running backs that outrush Kentucky. Okay, what's a Juckins kid? Sorry, I just Keyshawn see, Juckins. I he's just, an animal. I just saw Q Juckins. He spells Keyshawn with a Q. I think it's Keyshawn or Keyshawn. That's hot as fuck. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. And Respect. Zach Evans out of TCU. What other games are we talking about? Let's get on this Alabama Arkansas quickly. Score yeah. prediction. Uh, I sadly Arkansas by one. What? <laughs> Okay, I, I get you were, like, predicting them to win over the SEC West. It's over. It's over, Coop. They lost to a sorry-ass a and team. I have to continue to double down. I have to. Dude, you, you can't – look at this guy. He can't even keep a straight face. Arkansas is going to Tuscaloosa. No, it's at Arkansas. Okay, Arkan- okay, so Bryce Young's going to go to Fayetteville after Arkansas damn near got beat at home by Missouri State, went to Dallas, got rocked by A&M. Even they though they only- rocked. They should have uh, won. They lost. Okay. They, they lost to A&M and damn near lost to Missouri State in back-to-back weeks. And you think that they're going to beat the number two team in the country in Nick Saban, who has already had a struggling game this year. Yeah. You are f- 31 to 30, Arkansas. You are so full of shit. I am full of shit. I do think they cover, though. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we'll it's cover 17 what? and a half. Yeah, I was about to say 17 and a half spread and then winning the games a lot. Different. I do think they cover. Um, okay, Oklahoma next, State, Baylor. Oklahoma State, Baylor. I think Oklahoma State wins. I think Baylor should not be favored. Sorry, Baylor fans. Uh, but I, I like Oklahoma State. They're really under the radar right now, so I'm going to go Oak State. Memphis ties, man. Florida State plays Wake Forest. I'm super excited for this one. You and I were just talking about off-air how much we love Mike, Mike Norvell. Norvell. We're not Memphis fans, but just Whatsoever. Mike Norvell. It's so easy to cheer for the guy. Yeah. I think they honestly, Wake Forest had an emotional double overtime loss to Clemson. They played their all-time best. I don't think they replicated. I think Florida State starts 5-0 and for the first time in a gajillion years. Sadly, I have to disagree with you. I think... Florida State has the worst matchup to play this week because Wake Forest is pissed off that they lost that game. I think Sam I Hartman, think they're banged up. Sam Hartman, we read it differently. Sam Hartman had six touchdowns in that game, which was insane. Um, so I, I got to go Sam Hartman on that one. Sorry, Mike Norville. And then the last one, number 17, Texas A&M off of an emotional win against Arkansas in Dallas Hell at Mississippi State. Dear old State. Mississippi State it's the is the favorite. Mississippi State's favorite. Years, huh? Mississippi State is favored over Texas A&M after Texas A&M just beat Arkansas. Aren't we favored over LSU, too? Yeah. They're going to disappoint me, as they always do. No, Mississippi State. Tennessee winning. Volunteers, however, I know they're on a bye week, but Hinn and Hooker, well on his way to win the Heisman. We're number eight in the country, and we probably will not move this week because a lot of the top-tier teams, unlike Ole Miss, have a bye week. Teams like Georgia, teams like Tennessee – Alabama, I mean, if you basically want to say they have a bye week playing Arkansas, a team Cooper predicted that win the SEC West. You know what? I changed my score. Um, <laughs> Arkansas <laughs> will win 31-30. to 30. You heard it here first. Screw you, I sir. I swear to God, if they win, it doesn't even have to be that score. I will post that shit on my Instagram story, and people will see that you predicted this game. Hell yeah. Arkansas over Alabama. Okay. I have to stick with my guns. I okay. picked them earlier. I, I believe Sam Pittman. 
This is so laughable. I know. If it ends up happening, I can't uh, wait I'm gonna to I'm going to look like a genius. I know you are. And I'm going to look like a jackass. I'm going to sit here laughing and giggling because it is comedic to me. And then Tennessee will lose just to make it worse. Oh, they probably will go to LSU next week and lose. But I'm oh, holding they, on. Yeah, that's right. They have LSU and Bama. I'm holding on to this number eight top ten-like team, Hennon Hooker Heisman. I think I was talking to – um. So we're neighbors. You, you know who Brad Walker is, right? Yeah. His parents live across the street. I see his dad at the gym every morning, and I was talking to him because we talked after the pit game. We're like, God, another heart attack. And we're talking about the Florida game, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, man, Jabari is a little bit too small. And he, like, he, he was ragged on Jabari. And in my head, I was like, honestly, heart backs have not been that good. I feel like our running game is our weakness and also the defense. But this isn't a Tennessee podcast. I'm done talking. Yeah, that's good. That's all I got for this weekend of college football. USC goes five and zero. Don't you think? They're playing Arizona State. That's not even a football team right now. I think they're better in Central Arkansas. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. This is the Utah Jazz payback, man. This is Utah Jazz. Utah baby. had a great offseason. But you, you drug that on. And like afterwards, you didn't even give a shit about that. what you thought. You were just trying to piss me off. And now I'm trying to do the same. And you, I think you, I'm succeeding. And you, you did too. USC is not going to be 13-0. and 0, But it is what it is. I'm I, hanging I on want, to two teams. I want you to continue to believe that USC is going to be 13-0. and 0, I believe, it's just funny. man. I absolutely believe USC will be thirteen and zero. You heard it here. They will be in the college football playoff. They will not win a game in that playoff, but they will be there. Okay. They may be in SoFi for the Natty. I'm playing. Sorry, we're not done. Playing. They're, they're <laughs> we're not beating Georgia. The they're rails. not beating Georgia out. Yeah, no, they're not. All right, or that's Ohio that's State. a wrap. Anyways, Coop, it was fun. Let's get this Grizz talk done. But after this, Grizz talk have already been out. So y'all be sure to. Uh, Tap in, like, subscribe. Cooper, I hope you have a great, great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too.